Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So just to briefly recap at 7.40, just a day after implementing the lifting of sanctions against Iran over the weekend, the United States imposed new ballistic missile sanctions, a move Tehran's foreign ministry has condemned as one that has no legal or moral legitimacy. Couldn't have been a surprise to Washington or to those involved in making this decision. Dr. Majin Rafizadeh, president of the International American Council on the Middle East and scholar at Harvard University, joins us on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me, Alex. Well, it's our pleasure. Um, I wonder if you can shed some light on this for you uh, and for all of us. But, but before we do so, what are the major effects involved in lifting international sanctions on Iran and then adding these further sanctions? Is there an equalizing effect there or, or overall will this still be good for Tehran, the, the lifting of those nuclear-related sanctions? Yeah, these, uh, Alex, these are two different categories. The lifting of the UN Security Council uh, sanctions, those are the major sanctions which were imposed on Iran's oil, uh, energy market, uh, the oil and gas market, and also uh, on, uh, on uh, other industries like manufacturing and uh, uh, consumer market. Um, so uh, those are the important sanctions which were uh, lifted. The ballistic, um, the sanctions which were imposed on Iran's ballistic uh, uh, missile was uh, because of Iran firing uh, ballistic missiles a few months ago. And I think it was more of a political posturing from uh, Washington. They wanted to satisfy the Congress, which has been very critical of the administration uh, for its policy towards Iran and for um, for going ahead with the implementation mm. day. And also, I think uh, Washington wanted to satisfy the other countries in the region, uh, which were also very critical and concerned of the administration getting closer to Iran. So they, they're not going to, the, the sanctions on ballistic missiles, they're not going to have that much effect because they are imposed on uh, on uh, smaller entities, um, uh, uh, individual entities, not on the government. Uh, um, uh, but again, the major, I think, uh, development here is that uh, uh, those uh, UN Security Council sanctions uh, are lifted. Iran can now rejoin the global economy. Can, uh, the sanctions on Iran's banking system and financial system are lifted. Iran can sell oil and gas uh, in open market. Uh, um, and uh, business companies around the world, except the American companies, mm. um, can legally operate in Iran. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a, a brave new world for many of those directly benefiting from that. But would this have come as a political shock to Tehran, the, the new sanctions, even if they are perhaps more limited in their scope? Yeah, well, you know, they. Uh, I think they view it, some, of, some politicians in Iran would view it as a sign that the U.S. is not ready for full rapprochement with Iran yet diplomatic ties. They're not ready to open embassy in Tehran and to have Iran open embassy in Washington. Uh, 
so they, they, they I, I think it's, 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 you can view this development as a really still the deep mistrust between uh, hardliners in Iran and um, and the Congress uh, or the administration in, in, in the U.S. So there is a still deep mistrust that shows that these two countries are not going to have the, uh, full diplomatic uh, uh, ties. Mm. But on the other hand, I think uh, since they have built some personal relationship, uh, you know, John Kerry has called Jawad Zarif, Iran foreign minister, uh, 11 times in the last couple of months, more than calling any other foreign minister in, in the world. So they, I think they probably, before uh, imposing the sanction, he have, I think, talked to Zarif and explained that why they're doing it and that they were under political pressure from the Congress and that um, for political pressure from other countries in the region. Mm. So I think they had probably discussion before that. So Iran, I don't think it's taking it seriously, but they had to come out and condemn it. But, but there was this suggestion, I don't know if this just looks too convenient, that the U.S., only announced it after lifting those other sanctions because they wanted to ensure the release of prisoners from Iran. Does that argument have some basis? Uh, you know, we, we won't know because these are uh, all hypothetical arguments and um, uh, we don't know what were, uh, in, in, in they were discussing in the room. But I think, uh, uh, I believe that they did that after the uh, implementation day because they didn't want to scuttle the the nuclear deal. They didn't want to mess up with the nuclear deal and the implementation day. So if they have imposed the sanctions on ballistic missile, let's say two days before the, uh, the, the implementation day, that would have really run the risk of Iran uh, just run, uh, stepping away from the nuclear deal. So I think they, they did it after the implementation day, so this, uh, the nuclear deal will be uh, in place. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know there are other theories that might be also accurate, but I think uh, I think uh, the main reason was the the the, uh, the 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 argument that I just described. What about North Korea? Uh, these sanctions have been seen as targeting Iran's relationship with Pyongyang, at least in part. And there is uh, a whole narrative here that suggests Iran has been involved in all of North Korea's nuclear tests, that North Korea is serving as some sort of proxy for Iran's own nuclear weapon ambitions, that they are far too close for comfort in their diplomatic relationship, Tehran and Pyongyang. Is that scaremongering or should we be worried? Well, this comes under the IAEA, uh, the International Atomic Energy Agency's regulation. So if they see that Iran is, uh, uh, is, is, is selling or buying any arms or any nuclear technology from, uh, in, uh, from North Korea, uh, I think that will be in violation of the nuclear deal. So there is, there, there is going to be every three months a report from IAEA um, uh, showing whether Iran is complying or, or not. So one of, one of the terms is that Iran can't uh, buy any nuclear technology from uh, Pakistan, uh, from North Korea, uh, from any other country. So if they're going to do that, I think that's, that's going to be a very serious step that they're taking that might endanger the nuclear deal. So I don't think, uh, uh, personally, I don't think there is really going to be uh, any kind of uh, uh, like heightened, let's say, 
uh, relationship between Iran and North Korea in, New York, in nuclear terms. Mm. Uh, but if the arms embargo lifted on Iran, uh, then Iran, Iran arms market is a, is, a, is a very appealing market, and Iran uh, will be more than happy to, to, to buy arms from Russia and, and North Korea. Yeah. Just to highlight what I was saying, uh, one of those new sanctions targets Pyongyang's Korea Mining Development Trading Corporation, so uh, also known as COMID, uh, the, as well as uh, another network in China. The suggestion being that uh, these are very targeted, but it's not just about Iran, it's about other players as well. We obviously will have to watch closely. Dr. Ravizadeh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Alex. Dr. Majid Ravizadeh, president of the International American Council, a scholar at Harvard University. You can share your thoughts, pounder sharp, 1013 for 51 per message. At least we can see, for now, South Korea and Iran will be opening up economic ties. There doesn't seem any reason why not, even with these new sanctions. You can also email us, efmthismorning at gmail.com.